Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Son of Slovenia, cool as hell. He scores the ball and he rebounds well. Don't fight the future. Here comes Luca. Even losses feel like wins. When you're with your good friend Tim, it's 77 minutes in heaven. Hello, this is 77 Minutes, a Dallas Mavericks podcast, part of the Athletic Podcast Network, the only Mavericks podcast that watched tonight's Mavs game till the very final last <laughs> second. Don't lie it, to the people. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I I was I, I wanted to be absolutely sure that they did not find a way to lose that game. We 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 had to we had to wait until they everybody was off the court just to just to be certain, you know? That's yeah, that's the eye. way things have been going. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I uh, I was actually. I had a side eye after it hit thirty. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I was. Well, I texted you. I was like, you know what, man? Let's go ahead and get this pod rolling in the fourth quarter. Ricardo Uh, Pepe, let's go. It's been a while though. I was watching the U.S. men's team. Um, It's been a while since we've had a game like that though, Tim. Where it it was like it it was over, and we started texting. Hey, let's you know maybe we can get this done a little bit earlier. Wow, after losing two games to Charlotte. Uh, even the shorthanded Pacers were a little bit scary. Even with the right. league throwing out a technical foul, I, it was a little bit scary because the vibes have been so bad. So um, thankfully, they can beat what may have been, you know, one of the bottom three collections of talent any team has had available on a night this year. So great. I mean, that's good, right? Like you get the win. It's awesome. Yeah, you know, like obviously, let's be let's be honest about it. What it was, it you know, second night of a back to back, but you know, sort of, sort well, of, they had to travel in the middle. Yeah, and they they had to win. They hit more threes. They had everybody available except Maxi Kleba. They should have been doing this. You know, they this is what they should do in games like this. This is what they should have done against the Charlotte Hornets Charlotte. two times in a row. You know, like that, like these these are wins that do not change the optics of what is happening. The Mavericks. If the season ended today, would still not be in the play-in tournament. Um, but you got to win. You got to go out and win that game. And they went out and won that game. And you know, it, that's what matters. You know, for for a one game, we're focusing on Indiana. We're very quickly not going to focus on this game any longer oh, because no. there's only so much to say. But yeah, you got to go get the W, and they did that. Yep, that's it. That's it. Exactly. This is yeah. the bare minimum. You got a D. Kyrie made shots. It's That's, great. He hadn't been, and uh, he did. Uh, Luca looked good. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about him in a sec. Uh, I think the most interesting thing, um, you know, a couple players to focus on. JaVale McGee, what'd you think of that? I mean... Like, looked semi-useful. I, I will say this. Uh, out of all of the Jason Kidd coaching criticism, if JaVale McGee was a semi-useful player this entire time and he was not playing him... He isn't. I'm. I'm telling you. Right. Um. But that that would be a in of a 
in of itself a fireable offense. Uh, also, um, though, and also in his defense, Jason Kidd, if JaVale had been three quarters of good, as good as I thought he was going to be, which is totally fine, right? I right. thought he would just be fine. This team would have been better right up front, right at the start of the year. They would have been better. So right. things would have been different if JaVale was actually a player. But um, I don't know. There, it was interesting. Was at moment, least, you know, there was one moment run. he was coming up to set a screen and I could just see it in his body language that he was about to commit a, a moving screen and then he did. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like that. That's been the whole thing. Like, I, I think, you know, it's just the, the mistakes per minute. Yeah. You know, and it's right. literally like one mistake per every minute. Play. Got a 20% it's, mistake rate. Yeah, he's clearly still a very tall athletic man, even at 35. Yeah. Um, even signed for three more years, he'll probably be an athletic man by the end of it. Um, <laughs> it's everything else, you know, and, and it's, you know, and it's, here's the thing. You know, I wrote a story today, uh, you know, it published, it published this morning, Monday morning um, on The Athletic, if you haven't seen it. Uh, or if you're not a subscriber, 77, theathletic.com slash 77 minutes. Let me say that again with proper clarity. Se- yeah. uh, theathletic.com slash 77 minutes. I believe we've have a $1 per month offer Buck going on up. right now. Yeah. So if if you've been listening for a while, yeah, I'm going to plug this. Yeah, go go read my work too. You know, I, I write better than I speak, um, which isn't saying much. And if you're already a subscriber, thank you. Right. The whole piece was about how all of the mistakes this season, all of the things that are going wrong, all of the problems were stuff we predicted and talked about before the season. We were both much more optimistic than how the season has gone. Well, Most we tend people to were, go that way, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's better, better to go in my way, opinion sports, to go that way. You know? Yeah, I don't want to say, well, if everything goes wrong, even things we can't predict, man, they could be a right. game out of the play-in with you know two weeks left in the season. But JaVale not fitting the defensive scheme was something I literally wrote before the season ever started. You know, yeah. it was it was possible. And, you know, maybe age-related decline. A bunch of things, as I was going back and reading this article, and, and I quoted some of it in the story I did, not to gas myself up, but to make a point that these are not things that we're only looking back in hindsight and, and like, oh, we should have known better. If me, you know, bozo writer for The Athletic can see these possibilities and the coaching staff better be damn sure that they can see it too. And yet they didn't, or they ignored it, or they didn't listen to the people who were, you know, providing those warnings. So anyway, I don't want to get too down. Actually, it doesn't matter. You know, like this is not a win. This is not a feel good win. It's a, you better have got this win. scheduled win. Even though it was a back to back. I mean, you know, Pacers are bad. They should win this game. They should have won because the Mavs have been bad. Yeah. Because the maps have been bad, um, I would think at this point just play JaVale McGee a little bit more and and see if, you know, maybe not good player can help your definitely not that good team right now. And so, you know, it's uh I'm not it was expecting fine. much. It was yeah. fine. Yeah, it was fine. Jaden Hardy, on the other hand, is I mean, just man does not miss threes anymore. Should he be in the playoff rotation if they make it? Oh I, I mean like yeah. Like, I just don't under, like, he should basically be, I mean, first guard off the bench, maybe. I think so. I mean, dude. If Josh, I mean, unless Josh Green did, uh, didn't start, um, it's him, right. I guess, you know, their guard rotation should be obviously Kyrie and Luca, but Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, and Tim Hardaway, that, that's it. Like that's, 
that's their guys. I, I think the like real Nilla question Kino is, is basically th- those minutes are wasted at this point. Yeah, I think the I think the big question for me is like, is Jaden Hardy a especially when Tim Hardaway Jr. is not playing well, which he often you know he is a very oh, hot yeah. and cold player. Like Jaden Hardy is a like for like replacement, not quite the volume shooter, but but with pretty, his off pretty the, fearless and getting yeah, them up. his off the dribble stuff, I think kind of makes up for that. Um, exactly, and he is exactly. a, a willing shooter is super important, right? Like you, you need guys who are makers, especially around Luca. But willing shooter is important. But he he's shown to be a maker. I mean, we're gonna talk about this ridiculous pass, but you know, I mean. Guy stuck that shot, right? I mean, the reason that that pass is going to stand out forever because he stuck that shot. Like, that's just how it works. So, um, I mean, I've been a believer in him since he was in the G League. You know, I I, I thought he was going to be this sort of player. Um, you know, every time he does something like a dunk in traffic and our group chat starts popping. And those sorts of players, I mean... I think he's a drink stirrer in the NBA. Like I, I really do. His body is great. He's an athlete and defensively what he lacks in. I'm not going to say feel cause he's a, you know, young players just are bad, especially guards. I think he does. He pays attention and he's working hard. So, you know, that's the sort of guy that you want to reward with more playing time, but in particular, cause he's playing so well, I mean, he's been really good. And you know, in those games when Luca was out and when Kyrie was out, Stepped up big time. And it just seems like, you know, it's hard for players, whether they're a young player or have been in the league forever, to get into a routine if they're not routinely in the rotation. You know, the guy doesn't really have a role, which credit to him for being so aggressive and staying aggressive, even when his minutes, you know, go up and down. I mean, this is, I don't know. I think that guy's, I think he's going to be a good player. I mean, he's a starting guard next to Luca next year anyway, because. Um, you know, that that situation is going to be different um, and, and you're you know going to have issues finding someone else. So, you know, the guy in house is probably going to be the guy who plays. But you, I mean, you're saying that, Dave, I'm I'm, I'm not saying that. But uh, oh, well, point yes. taken. this is I'm saying the, the, if if you can, the inevitable you can, you can read into what you're saying, yeah. for sure. And uh, if the inevitable I, happens, yes, that is see. not we will there's see. no reporting there. That's this is me saying, you know, if um. This you is know, a podcast that talks about reporting. I just like to make things clear. That, no, you know? it, honestly, it's but, super uh, important. And I'm glad you cleared that up because we don't want anyone getting aggregated for this. This is just me slinging stuff out there. Because, I mean, if if he needs to be in the starting lineup next year, I think he is the guy that naturally, you know, sort of fits. I mean, I, he's pretty good, man. He just needs, I think he needs more opportunities. Like, like especially in games, you know, in a blowout. Oh. Get a big lead. That's the guy to throw out there. Let him close it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah. And his emergence and Josh Green playing really well this season, broadly, even if he's been slumping a bit of late, um, it, it really does put the Mavericks in a different 
situation going forward um let, let's get let's get to the let's get to that all at the end when we're yeah. going to talk a little 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 bit broader right now let's talk about Jaden Hardy hitting the most important shot of his life which was that corner three when Luca passed him because if he missed that un, it would have been it would have been crime it would have been a crime to ruin a highlight like that so shout out to Jaden Hardy he he had a pressure moment and he stepped up to it what a pass though come on now I don't even all know the way all the way in the corner, two guys. Luca jumps he's behind up. the backboard. He's behind the backboard and just lasers it, not in the vicinity of Jaden, like into his shooting pocket. Right into his shooting pocket. It's a perfect pass. And I mean, it's not often guys can catch a straight line pass from that part of the court. <laughs> I've never right. seen someone throw it um, underneath the rim like that. From behind the backboard, jumping out of I mean, that was um, I mean, the only guy I think we've even seen come close to stuff like that is LeBron. You know, LeBron has thrown passes that are similar. Never one that, you know, I, I think we're gonna need to see the like the ball tracking data. Like, I need to see the flight path of this, right? Because it's it's that crazy of a pass. I'm not and, sure and how. LeBron- saw it and quote tweeted and said something yeah. like like this is a you know this is insane you know whatever is. he said but like if you impress lebron right with a pass yeah. you know you're doing something right it may be the greatest pass in nba history um <laughs> it's it's i mean time and score i think matters a lot for for moments like that but if we're just like isolating individual athletic achievements as as moments that pass, I've never seen anything like it. It is for sure a unique, like a one-time. I, who the hell could even do that? So to be double-teamed, being double-teamed and yeah. behind the backboard, that is impossible. People are gonna, people are gonna hear what you said and think that you're being hyperbolic. I so let me let me add one qualifier. I think that might be one of the most physically impressive passes. Physically impressive. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In NBA history. Right. And personally, look, I love cool passes of any variety, but the ones that really jump out to me are the ones that the physics just don't make sense on. I really love ones like that. Like, I think it is very cool that Luca can drive into the lane and then just like, whoop-de-doo, there's a pass behind my head yeah. and it's going right to a shooter. That's cool. That's fun. It's It's unique, but it's not impressive in the way that that is impressive. The torque that he contorts, like basically he brings both arms or like brings the arm and like he's using core power for this. You you can probably talk about this better than me, <laughs> but the way that the, the torque of, well, of the, here's of the, the thing. twist, he like, jumps he, he, from a yeah. standstill where he's off balance. That's the thing that actually, I mean, the, the beginning well, and of he's this. not off balance. Anybody should be, but I, I have a feeling that like in Luca terms, he is he's sort of bent. We'll just say he's sort right. of bent over, right? Like he's sort of been he over a bit off balance, but I, you know, like that's one of Luca's physical superpowers is that yeah. he's just perfectly, I mean, he's know, his strong. Balances. That's the thing is like that. He's incredibly strong. And I think that's the, that translates in that sort of pass. I mean, um, you know, the only way you pull that off is incredible core strength. And yeah, so he's bent over a little bit. I'm watching it right now, bent over a little bit, Double teamed, kind of being forced out of bounds and jumps and just kind of hums this pass like sidearm 
almost three quarters, like he's pitching a baseball, but sidearm, and it's a perfectly catchable ball into Jaden Hardy's shooting pocket. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's impossible. Well, while you have the video up, there's one pacer yeah. under the rim, I believe. Does that pass go behind them, yeah. ahead of them? Like, so TJ just- McConnell, TJ McConnell was under the rim, and then he comes over, rotates over, and then there's another player who drops down uh, behind Josh Green, and it just goes over his hands. He reaches for it and just doesn't hit it. I mean, and that's one of those ones where the reaction, your reaction speed on that is going to be slowed because you're not thinking anybody can, right. you're not anticipating that whatsoever. I've never seen someone try to throw a cross-court pass out of a coffin corner double team. That He was in the corner. He was like, he actually wasn't even in the dunker spot. He was in the corner. I mean, this is like when you're teaching defense, this is where you want your guys to trap because the, the out-of-bounds uh, line is extra defender. So he was essentially being quadruple right. teamed. He had nowhere to go, and he jumps out of bounds toward the the, the front row, like camera row. It's it's a absolutely breathtaking pass. I mean, I scared my dog because <laughs> it was. I mean, thought it, I thought the play was over. This is the sort of play where even Luca, like I think, typically would jump up, bounce it off the guy's leg. He was stuck. Yeah, maybe you call a timeout, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, phew. That, now, five years from now, this is just going to be a pass that guys are throwing. I mean, uh, th- I'm just convinced now. So, <laughs> there is so. no limit to, to I mean, you know, when I was growing up, Tim, you weren't supposed to jump and pass. You weren't supposed to jump without a destination. So you weren't supposed to leave your feet and not know what you're going to. I mean, everything has changed so much. This pass right here is I mean, it's broken my brain a little bit. It's, hey, it's I had insane. high school coaches tell me that too. It's, it's, you know, it's at least at at you know that low level of basketball. Yeah, you know, everybody gets told it was that at a know, high don't, level don't, until don't leave until not that long ago. I'm t- I'm saying that's that, right, but it has yeah. changed, and it's I mean, it obviously it's changed a lot. Um, I mean, something that I talk about constantly um, with Seth and Mo, and but this past, I mean, phew, man, wow, crazy. And so, and so here's you can't the even help off. You can't even help off the weak side when he's trapped in the corner. Sorry. Pacer should have known better. So here's the I, thing. When Luca's yeah. on the court, he can do stuff like that. Even though he looks, he looked better. He looked more himself. Um, whatever he's Calf dealing with. It, great it might, on that one. Yeah. It might be stuff that is, is, uh, it's good to get away from Dallas for a bit. I think that, um, you know, and that kind of leads to the big question. Like, even even in the second Charlotte loss, Luca had forty, and he was he did not look right that game. He did not have a he had a bad forty point game, but all of a sudden in the second quarter, he's just like, I'm going to become a uh, run off pin downs and hit catch and shoot threes guy. Like when you have a stru- superstar as good as Luka Doncic, he's just going to do stuff like that. He's just going to make passes. He's just going to hit you know threes when he's like you know two of his last twenty five. He is that good of a player. We all know this. And when he's on the court, the Mavericks have a chance to win. They should have been winning more. But when he's on the court and when he's playing well, uh, he certainly was playing well on on Monday night, uh, they have a chance to win. Now, we know that this team still has a lot of problems and that, you know, the best case scenario is a play-in tournament appearance that, you know, probably, even if they win it, probably sets them up with uh, the Denver Nuggets in the first round. 
a lot of people we haven't we haven't talked since whenever we last talked uh a lot <laughs> of people a yeah a lot of people online are are really looking at the idea of like would it be better not are the mavericks going to tank but would it be better would it set them up better for the long term and i'm curious to hear your thoughts because i it's not going to happen um but i think there's a real argument in this in this direction what's the protection on the uh, Knicks pick it's top 10 top, top 10. 10 so like yeah. that's why you would, yeah. it's it's not just this is a not great team that's just going to keep losing games they're going to keep losing games yeah what the the fear is that they're going to lose some against the good teams. They're going to win some against the bad teams, just like they did on Monday night. And it's going to put them either like the last play in spot or God forbid one spot out of it so that they're maybe given up an 11th or 12th pick to the New York Knicks because it doesn't fall in the top 10 protection. That's the other thing. If it was, if it was, um, if the protections on the pick was lottery. Yeah. I think I would say, Let's not talk about that. The, sure. the team should go for it. And if they're not good enough, then, you know, you get something back for it. But top 10, that's rough. Like, yeah, I, mean, I think especially they, in a, it's it's a decent draft. And as we all know, everybody says this, but it's worth saying again, players don't pick uh, players don't tank. Right. And so what it would take is that Luca is in a weird funk state and or not it, healthy. Which honestly, I, 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 it's all of that stuff. I was including that in weird funk state. Um, Kyrie isn't healthy. You shut those two down, and then you change around the the rotations, and you could probably lose enough games to get like almost make sure that pick stays with you. And then all of a sudden, you're going into an off season where there is a path. Uh, whether Kyrie comes, well, I, I think I think it's important to not lose the value of a player like Kyrie. Whether that's the right decision for the team to make, if they're committed to re-signing him and and they think that they have a, a chance to, um, you know, if they re-sign him, whether that's the right basket for all the eggs of the Mavs' future to go into, it starts to make sense how you build the team around it because now you have Jaden Hardy, who you'd like to keep, but. Maybe he's, you know, the the centerpiece of a trade for, you know, a, a you know, ideally a, a top 40 player, a top 50 player. Um, if you add some stuff in there, yeah, better someone, add some stuff in there. Yeah, you'd have to add some stuff in there. But, you know, if, if, uh, you, you have a first rounder now, right? This year's first rounder, not, not, not one of those far off ones where maybe the team's better. All right. I, like, I'm taking a right look. Right now here. you have one. I'm taking a look yeah. at the, the standings, just trying to see, you know, what would have to happen for the Mavs to actually be top 10? They really, yeah, let's, let's they're talk only about a, some realistic terms. Yeah. They're a game up on Chicago right now. And Chicago and they play actually, Chicago. They play Chicago. So Chicago has been Chicago's playing, playing well. Yeah. Chicago has been playing uh, better here lately. Um, they beat the Lakers the other day. I mean, you know, they're not the team that, that they expected to be, but they've been playing better. I mean, that's a game that they realistically could lose. I mean, it, it's really that close. It's only one game um, that, that separates these two teams. So, but, but realistically, I think that if you were actually going to do it, you would want Utah to, to jump you in the standing. So, you know, um, just to give yourself a little bit of a buffer because, you know, Chicago is 36 and 38 and the Mavs are 37 and 39 as we're recording. this. Um, I would, I would, if you were going to tank, like you basically have to do it now. 
because you're yeah. running out of time. Um, yeah. It would be pretty easy to finish with a worse record than Chicago, but I think Utah at this point, uh, you know, they're, they're also trying to get a good draft pick. I mean, six games yeah, left. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to take, you know, if, if they're like, actually like, committed, they, like, they would take pretty, Probably should have done it tonight. Right, exactly, exactly. And it's so it's not going to happen. And I get why it's not going to happen. I get that, you know, if Luka Doncic wants to be on the court, you can't go tell him, you know, that is probably the real reason why. If you, if Luka Doncic wants to be out there, even if he looks miserable, I assume he wants to be out there. This is his life. This is what he does. I assume he wants to be out there. And if you tell him, no, we're going to shut you down. Yeah, that's, that's not how you, that's not how you uh, keep Luca in, in Dallas forever. I mean, maybe it, it's just, it's just hard, you know, and, and it's a team full of veterans and, you know, it's, you know, I'm sure they still have beliefs. They can, well, at this point, I, I, those beliefs may be slipping, but you know, that they can be a decent postseason team. They're just in the conference finals. Although this roster is way different. That's a, so a point different. I made in. Yeah, like we we talk about, you know, they're in the conference now after we, the Kyrie trade. Uh, four of the top ten players um, who've gotten minutes this year, um, only four of them were role players. You know, like in the rotation players in the postseason. So it's it's changed, and that's yeah. a big reason why they are worse and not the team that they were. But I think that would be the best way for you know. So the the one flip side I'll offer to tanking not tanking um if you do send the pick you have two picks available their future picks right i think the idea of tanking would be to go draft a player to go get a player you're not leveraging it right you want to go get a young player luca's still young josh green jaden hardy you want to you know you want someone to build with even if that means you're not going to be title contenders next year if they convey the pick, now you have two future first rounders that you're looking to package and trade for something. Um, to me, that's the the kind of the delineation. And you know, maybe if they keep their own pick, you know, maybe they're not even trying to, and they end up doing it. That is still a very real possibility. You know, may, maybe they do trade it. You know, and I'm I would be okay with. But I think intentionally choosing to do this, which they're not, so it's just a hypothetical question. That's that's kind of the scenario that that it would make the most sense. So, six games left. This thing's almost over. Six, and then we'll it see could how many be more over in six games, but maybe seven. Yeah, feels maybe like seven. no more than eight. I mean, if it's not eight, then it's what twelve. Definitely I mean, it, no it more looks... than eight. I think that listen at this point. One game, like you got to win one game. I I just don't know if they've got. I don't know if they've got the guys to do it. Beat the Lakers and then beat the. Hopefully not the Timberwolves. Um, they're playing not the Lakers. You know, yeah. Uh, Pelicans look bouncy. They keep saying Zion might come back. They're you know just like the Mavericks season is running out of time to be fixed. The Pelicans so are running Zion, out of time to, to actually back, bring yeah. back Zion, but they keep saying it. So all of a sudden he shows up, um, man. I'm glad the Mavericks did what they got, what they needed to do and that we could have a not totally downtrodden downbeat episode. Um, 
shout out. I have a ending shout out and shout out to all the weekend podcasters who really had to bear the brunt of the two worst losses I've seen the Mavericks have in a long time, in years, in, in many seasons. Shout out to those weekend podcasters who soldiered on and said, we're going to talk about something that is barely talkable about. Because what do you say? And so all of y'all out there, you did a hell of a job. We're taking, we're taking the baton. I'm, I'm sure they're all recording tonight anyway. But we're taking yeah. the baton. We picked up the slightly better vibes that really still aren't all that good. And uh, we appreciate your work. On that note, thank you. We'll see ya. Son of Slovenia, cool as hell. He scores the ball and he rebounds well. in heaven